you have reached press play video. But sadly, we are unable to take your call at this time. To What are you doing? Pre- okay, hold on. I'm trying to s- I'm trying to speak in special words for the people. No, um, no, no, no. That no. call. Dude, hold we're recording. What are you doing? If I, okay, now um um okay, how about no. if I do it in Morse code? I'm going to do the message in Morse code. What? No, 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 no. We're, 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 we're recording now. We don't there. have long to do this. No. There. We gotta get out, like, the, the store hours. There. And, what? No. There. No. We gotta just... It's simple. There. Hi. Well, <clears throat> no. God damn it, I gotta get my radio voice back. <clears throat> welcome Here. to press... No, welcome. What? God Here. damn it. Hey, guys. It's Dave Z. Listen. I'm trying to be calm. I, I don't think I can anymore. I, I don't know what the fuck. You guys know I was put in this position. You know I wasn't happy about it. I was trying to play along, trying to see, uh, you know, if you guys can, can fix this shit show that you have going on here. Uh, you know I'm not happy about producing. I don't like it. I don't want to be involved. And you know what? What the fuck are you guys doing? John, y- you were doing okay for a while, and you had to be a bitch. And you had to show how impatient you are and leave. Leave us hanging there. Leaving Mike is one thing. And now you leave me there at the same time? That's fucking bullshit. It's not going to work. Michael, I I don't know where to begin with you. It's... I don't know. I I understand why John's pissed at you all the time. I'm pissed at you being around you for fucking 30 minutes too. So this has to come to an end. Enough. I've had my fill. This has got to stop. Otherwise... You know, I'm taking you guys in. That's all there is to it. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to go and see the boss, uh, Tony. We're going to have to fucking go. I'm taking you in. Enough is enough. So straighten the fuck up. I've had enough. I'm going to give you another chance. We got to get this show on the road. You guys have to improve. So just fucking let's get it done. I'll see you when I see you. Be on your A-game, bitches.
Alright, and welcome to VHS Life. Jesus Christ, can you be any less enthusiastic here, or what? I... Look, I don't... I really don't want to be here with you, okay, Mike. I mean, right. Dave, listen, Dave listen called me. and... Dave is here, right? So I can stand behind him. He'll be my bodyguard. Just like the 1980 movie that starred two people that I don't know who the fuck they are. But he can be my bodyguard because he looks like a bodyguard. Are you talking about the Whitney Houston movie? No, the Whitney Houston movie was 1992. I'm talking yeah, about the movie from 1980. So you wouldn't know that because you're, I don't know, special. I'm special? Yeah, you're special. I'm fucking special. Look at you over there, Mr. Keynes. <sighs> you know, I don't know what the fuck your problem is, sir. But you've been treating me like a piece of shit. Ever since the Krampus thing, and then, you, you know what, I let you fucking record in the basement, okay? It's good that it was the wintertime, the cave crickets weren't down there anymore, because they scare me too. And then, uh, but you're, you're out of control. And on Facebook, you're posting all these things, and you're just, you know, it's like the other day, you seemed like you're on your period. I wanted to buy you a tampon, or a maxi pad, or something. Do you need me to go down to the Mexican fucking convenience store down there and I'll, I'll buy you a tampon and then you can shove it up your asshole? Yeah? Nice. You know, you're fucking lucky you're standing behind Dave over there. Because I will punch you in the fucking Dave, face. We Dave, might be friends, Dave, but Dave, I will knock your Dave, fucking teeth down your Dave, throat. Dave, help me. I'm not helping help anybody me. here. I'm not helping any... I'm helping myself. I'm trying to get through this bullshit. And I don't want to be punched. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not a bodyguard. I'm not big enough to be a bodyguard, and I'm not. Listen. He's gonna take a punch for me. That's what I don't doing. want. No, I'm not taking a punch for anybody. And if John punches me, then then fucking we shut this shit down right now. And then decisions made. It's over with, and there's no saving the show. So, John, I know. Listen, I know you're pissed off, but. What the fuck? You walked out. You, I'm, if I'm gonna pick somebody to, I'll tell you. Okay, listen, no bullshit. I can't kill anybody. Mm -hmm. I, I was talking a good game. When push comes to shove, I'm not gonna murder somebody in this room. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry to disappoint you know both of you because I think at this point you know I think one of you wants the other one dead. Or both of you fucking want the other one dead. Whatever it is. No, I want to be dead. I said that before. I definitely want to be dead. Yeah, and I, I thought about myself disagree with them. I will go drown I... myself in the toilet right now. I will stick my face in there until I'll I fucking, fucking help cease you. to breathe. Come on, let's go. No, it's not going to be that easy because John fucked up. Just don't flush the toilet. Like, let me <laughs> immerse my head fully in it. I can't See, do it. I'm coming to Donald, baby. See, here, here, here's here's the thing, okay? We started off great. All right. So we're here because Dave wanted us here. He wants to try and fix this, okay? So here, I'm going to say my fucking piece, all right? So you you stay your fucking hobbly little ass over there. I'm going to step away. I'm going to step away. I'm not going to protect you, Mike. I'm getting the fuck out of the way. Do so not listen. Me here. And you fucking stand there. 
Okay, I, I'll listen. Just don't move, Dave. Please don't move. I need okay. to, like, no, I need to, yeah, don't move. This is bullshit. Go ahead, John. Say, uh, say your fucking piece. So, we, we, we started off great. It, it was awesome, you know? And, and, and then things started to take a weird turn, okay? It may have been my fault. I don't take full responsibility, okay? I specifically remember Mike tripping out on some drugs and saying we need to go to the woods, and that's you where things... You gave them to me! Meaning? <laughs> Possibly. You injected me with Possibly. something. Okay? But, we started off strong. That hurt. Okay? Big needle. Things were great. And then, slowly but surely, I'm trying to hold this thing together while we're trying to stay alive from alternate us's trying to kill us, a fucking Krumpus monster demon spawn from hell wanting to fucking eat us and, and just trying to keep some semblance of this together. Trying to keep this show intact while keeping my fucking sanity, while keeping both of us alive. And, and the whole time you're over there playing the fucking clown making it harder and harder to hold this fucking show together and i i don't know if i can fucking do it anymore i just i i don't can i hit him now please please okay all right all right enough are you serious now listen what well, remember last week when you said to Mike, that was the past. This is season two now. There's not going to be we any don't more do bad season shit. bullshit. No season oh, bullshit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's not, allowed. It's not exploding. Okay, That's whatever right. the fuck. What do you want to call this? Um, I want to just call it a show. Okay. So what? Ha- well, whatever. I don't know what terminology was used. Fucking excuse me. But John said something about the past is the past, and this is a new thing, and uh, there's not going to be any more. It's good things, good thoughts, Michael, yada, yada, yada. So, for for you to come here, John, now and say, hey, you're talking about the past. Are you going to forget the past, or are you not going to? I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to do the best I can, but he's... He's just fucking dragging this show down. I mean, look at the segments. I, I try, and he, he makes everything a joke. He ruins everything. He, he's like the fucking fun police. He comes in, and, oh, somebody's having fun. Time to take a shit on that. Do you, do you know why I have to do that? I have to do that because you said, All right, and welcome to VHS Life. We're going to go and fuck, 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 fuck. Shit, 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 dick, 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 dick. Do you think people want to hear that all the time? They really don't. Wow, you suddenly started sounding more masculine, Mike. Did you start taking some of my steroids? There's probably some left in my system when you stuck that big needle in me. I'm pretty sure that wasn't steroids. Uh, it was something. The needle was really big and it hurt. Yeah, that's not the first big thing you've had shoved in you that hurt, huh? Probably not the last either. <laughs> no, definitely not the last at the at the rate uh, you're going. Right, the fuck. You don't think that the bot that Tony's gonna fucking shove something up your ass if you go in there? What do you think? Come on, uh, man. If it's, it's a Sibian, I'll sit on it. <laughs> wow. Oh, what am I gonna do with you? Oh, fuck. This is... this is like 
I'm stuck here with fucking. Oh. Uh, uh, what do you call it? What the fuck are those guys called? Lenny in and Night Squiggy? of the. No, Night of the Creeps. I feel like I'm in fucking Night of the Creeps. The guy with the fucking crutches and the other guy over here, fucking Spanky and Alfalfa. What the fuck? I have, like, crutches. They're canes. They're not crutches, but they work just the same. What, whatever. That. Spanky and Alfalfa. Son of a <laughs> bitch. I never put that together. I was thinking yeah. of the Little Rascals. But then again, of I've never really were. seen Night of the Creeps. So. What the what? fuck? I bought the Blu-ray, I just never watched it. Oh, oh my god. Holy fuck, Mike. What's the matter? All these shit movies you watch, fucking Ghoulies 3, mm -hmm. and, uh, whatever the fuck, and you don't watch Night of the Creeps? Ghoulies 3 And, and this, this is another example. People loved our homework assignments, and it was expanding mm -hmm. our watching horizons, I, and he couldn't make the fucking time for it. He didn't give I enough of shit. I can't help that my 4K of The Revenant is stuck in a tote somewhere, and I can't get to the tote right now that it's in. It's not my problem. I'm pretty sure I gave you another homework assignment since then. But you know what? It's been so fucking long, I don't even remember. I don't remember either. I really so start don't. over. Do it again. Okay, let's make the show better. See, as producer, how about I implement an idea, something that you guys can maybe bond over, and not have to be be at each other's throats. Why don't you guys pick homework assignments? Or better yet, let me fucking... I'll pick the damn movies. Mike, watch Night of the Creeps. Can you okay. do that? And report back next show? Night of the Creeps. Hmm. Can you do that? That could be interesting. Okay. Considering I've never what? seen it. Tom Atkins is in it. I know that. Yes, of Tom fucking Atkins. Dude, yes. it's Fred Decker. Fred yeah. fucking Decker made it. It is amazing. I have no idea how you've never seen it. Never seen it. That That is a travesty. I know, isn't it? Considering I it love is. Monster Squad. Y yes! The, yeah, but the Night of the Creeps isn't like Monster hand Squad. Hand in hand. Night of the Creeps is Night of the Creeps. Monster Squad is Monster Squad. They're not the same movie. Unless... No, but they exist in the same universe. So Wolfman has Nards in Night of the Creeps? Yeah, it's just in a different town. Wait, but, but, wait, okay, so wait. Night of the Creeps is 86. Monster Squad was 87. So Monster Squad is actually the sequel to Night of the Creeps. Oh my god. Yeah, you I can saw, look at it that way. I saw it out of sequence. I saw a sequel for the original. I can't do that. You did it. Oh my god. You oh did it. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I can't do that. That's not how this works. See? Homework assignment, though. That's not how this works. Oh my god. Do it, dude. Night of the Creeps is better anyway. Trust nah. me. Well, let me say. I watched Monster Squad for the very first time ever last year. <laughs> I what? never I never watched it growing up. When did it come out? 87? Yes, 87. Okay, 87. I was knee-deep in fucking Slasherville and Ghost and Satan and all that shit. And the Monster Squad dropped. I had no interest in it. It looked too kiddy for me. Remember, I'm a little older, so when it when it dropped, I didn't run to it. And I never watched it. I know people love it, and I, I get it. And I think that if you watch it when you're growing up, it's like nostalgia, and it, 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 you, you love it. But I watched it for the first time last year, and I was like, yeah, it, it, it was okay. You know, I, I showed it to my daughter, too. And then, you know, she, she was the same thing. Yeah, it was okay. And that's been it. So... Now, Night of the Creeps, that's a whole... I saw that growing up, and I still think it's fucking fantastic. I just... I think... You know you know how it is, you know? I think there's a lot of movies that if you don't watch them 
when you're young, you're never going to get you're never going to get it why everybody else loves it that much, you know? And that's how I am with Monster Squad. It's not bad. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. It's okay. I still cry at the end of that movie. Monster I Squad? To go, I wanted to go into that portal with Frankenstein into the other fucking Evil Dead universe. You never to... told me you cried during Monster Squad. I cried during a lot of things. I cried during the end of Monster Squad. So you're a pussy, too. Wow. No, it, no. Fuck you on that. Do you cry at the end of Halloween Six? I do. No. <laughs> I was gonna, you know, I was watching Halloween Six again a few weeks ago, and I was gonna periscope myself crying at the end of it. I think I should do that. Just to show how pathetic you are. I think people would get a, you know, enjoyment out of it if I actually. You know what? Fuck periscoping it. I'm gonna go Facebook Live. Yeah, that's better anyway. And 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 I should watch all of Halloween Six Facebook Live so that people can watch it with me and see the numerous times that I cry during it. Now you're so, talking. Good idea. We can make money off of that. I think that that could so be good for here. So you're gonna live stream you watching it. So this yes. entire thing is gonna be a reaction video of just you watching Halloween Six. Well, yeah, because I can't show the movie because then you'll just hear me crying. You won't see the actual. You need to see me. I mean, I've never seen myself. I've only heard myself. But I think seeing myself is actually pretty weird. Honestly. I'll say. I'll say, yeah. But why don't yeah. you just show the movie, Mike? And then, like, you know, don't you think, John, that it would work? It could be like a, a viewing of Halloween 6. And the people that watch it could actually watch along with Mike. But then... When Mike starts to cry, then he can turn the camera on himself. So we're only getting the good shit. That's a, you know what? That's probably a good idea because who wants to look at me? Because we'll have to watch the producer's cut because I cry more Ugh. during the producer's cut. <laughs> because, you know, wow. it's it's more Donald. So it's like, you know, and there's the extra things where he's like, where he's like, um, oh, oh, what the fuck is that one line that really fucking gets me? Won't you help me, um, man? Well, you know, when he, when he sees fucking Dr. Wynn and he's like, as my colleague. As my friend, I can't go through this again. And there's a whole thing when he talks about like having the plastic surgery, so he doesn't look at this oh bitch. Look at him. Already it begins. Here we go. See, nobody wants to see. Well, I think they do want to see that because it's no. such a spectacle. But nobody wants to see you fucking sitting on your couch, shoving potato chips in your mouth. You know, scratching your balls. Nobody wants to see that. Actually, I can't. I can't scratch my balls during Halloween sticks. It's disrespectful. Yeah, but you jerked off during it before, so well, how, is yeah, that, how does that, was, that work? Yeah, but that was a quick pause. You whip it out, you jerk it, you put it back in, you play. You don't even wash your fucking hands? <laughs> no, that's what your pants are. What the fuck your, is wrong your, with your, you? Your pants are like the napkin. You, you <laughs> see what I'm dealing with? You see why I am so angry anymore? I do. I do. You just have to work on your patience, and maybe you have a shot. You, I, I mean, think about this. You you have to think about this from the perspective of the boss. We we have to have someone running running the show here, who's patient. If you're impatient, you can't handle customers. You can't handle a fucking show. You can't handle anything. What good are you? You could be the most talented guy in the world, but if you don't have patience, you know, Michael Michael J is is your test of patience. Look at it that way. I look at him more as the uh, 
crown of thorns I have to fucking wear. <laughs> I'm your guardian angel. No, no, you're my punishment. And and honestly, I can my creative genius oh. is what should make me assistant manager See, again. Allow me to keep running this show yeah, and keep but, this little moron but, bitch here yeah, to run the fucking store and interact with the peons. But but like I said, I don't know how like when you did your heavy hair metal, whatever the fuck it is, and you're sitting there doing your air guitar and you're fucking, <laughs> you scared people. And then you go around and you're like, oh, that was fuck just a this. fun atmosphere. Like, fuck yeah. this, fuck that. No, people walked out without spending any money, dude. That was a soccer mom. All right, she just needed to get laid. No, what she needed was a new minivan. Probably. Because did you hear the fucking exhaust on the one she was driving? It was horrible. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It's almost like the fucking fishies from Piranha. The but uh, you know what, what I is. did hear that was better? Some fucking bitching '80s hair metal. Our most popular special so far. No, that was our lowest rated episode ever. That was borderline I negative numbers. To believe that, I think you're doctoring I those numbers. I don't have the stats for Legion, but I have the stats for for our dealy. Yeah, that was close to negative. You know, I think you almost put us in the red with that one, fucker. And you know why? Because I think people knew that I was annoyed because you were playing air guitar and dancing around here like a fucking jack off. Yeah. Okay. We I'm gotta be creative mean, with not the saying store. It mean, though. I love you. You're just a jack off who likes to curse. I get it. Well, it just allows me to better express myself. Wow. You yeah. have to. You have to hold. Check it out, Michael. Mm-hmm. You have to scale it back just a little bit. And and Thank John. You. Right, that's a fact. That's a fact. We all know you can't cry on the job. You you can't talk about fucking Donald. You can't cry on the job. You can't cry on uh, on the show. You can't do it. Nobody wants to hear it. Not unless I bring it up. Then it's an appropriate time because it's okay. Fun. That's fine. That's fine. So you're saying that I can't watch Father Knows Best in the front, like on a Saturday when it's dead, and how like I watch that because it's like old fifties TV, and sometimes no. little morals and. It gets me all going, and I start crying because, you know, it just plucks at my little heartstrings. That no, the morals and stuff like that are great. Watch that shit at home. Let's watch something that we can fucking plug in this store. Right. Do that shit on your own time. That's too old. Nobody wants to see that shit anymore. You can't do that. And all, John, all you have to do is fucking hold your temper. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's easy. I would love for him to do, here. Okay. All right, how about this? How about for one episode, one episode, you don't curse. No, <laughs> no, 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 no fucks, no nothing, no nothing, you don't curse. And you can't be loud and boisterous, you have to be very quiet and subdued. I don't think I can do if it. If you can do that, I can believe, I'll believe that you can hold your temper. What do you think? I haven't hit you yet, that should... Well that's, because, well, that's because Dave is standing here to protect me. He's my protector. No, Much I'm not. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, too bad Dave hasn't had to have plastic surgery, you know. 
Like some old dead fuck. Right? See, this is what I work with. Well, to be fair, you brought it up too. You guys both bring it up. There you go, see. Mm, fair enough, I'm, fair enough. I'm, I'm trying Mike, not I, to. I'm trying I, not I think, to bring them up. I need a you, hug. I need a hug. I'm Look not fucking me. hugging you. Nope. Why don't you go hug the fucking Halloween 6 box? How's that? It's right, it's right over there. Take a walk. Okay. There you go. Go hug the fucking box. Curse of Michael Myers. There it is. See it? It's got that ugly blue fucking blade on the cover. Why does it have that tint, the cover of that box, Mike? I never understood that. Oh, it was 90s. They were trying to go with um, just... I'm trying to make out with the box. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it was 90s. Yeah, okay. It separated it itself 90s. from... They were trying to do kind of a retro art, but they were putting a 90s spin on it. Plus, they did a lot of... Just different color techniques with that one. Or they were trying to. At least it wasn't floating heads. That's true. Right, right, right. And and when we think back to back then, you know, you, you remember the original Halloween. A lot of it was blue because it hadn't been cleared up or anything yet. So you'd, you'd toss in whatever piece of shit DVD you could find, if there was one, or the VHS. And a lot of it was just blue. Yeah. The Anchor Bay Blu-ray was blue. That's Hell, true. when I saw it in theaters for the very first time, it was blue. Uh, yeah, that's because they projected the fucking Anchor Bay DVD or the Anchor Bay Blu-ray. What? I know you don't. <laughs> when you saw it in theaters, it was probably when they did the re-release, and that wasn't film. That was fucking digital projection. So they just projected the Anchor Bay version. That's blue. Yes, yes, they did, Michael. I'm not oh. stupid. And I oh. love how you're like, oh, when I saw that the first time in the theater. Well, that's because, you know, you're an idiot because you're just watching a digital projection. It's just like watching it at home. It's not, because no matter how much you down talk going to the theater, I don't give a fuck if it's just a Blu ray projected on the screen or not. I don't go for that. I go for the experience of going to the theater for the mass viewing. You go to get a fucking bucket of popcorn and put the fucking butter on it and go... Well, that's part of it. It's like having spaghetti without garlic bread. Instead of cookie monster, you're popcorn monster, fucker. I'm not gonna deny that. Fucking pig. I'm the pig? (laughs) No, I'm pretty bad, too. I was gonna say... (laughs) I With like me just goobers. doing like cardio, I've cut seven pounds. I'm down to ten percent body fat. I'm yeah. the pig. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I got some fat on me that I could lose, but I like goobers, and it's not my fault that you people keep getting fucking goobers delivered to the store. I have to eat them. And the Wonka you chocolate bars. That's right, <laughs> dude. Who's paying? The customers don't even pay for them. If they want them, they'll just fucking take them. I always give them away to the people. What the fuck? Dude, it's goobers. Everybody loves goobers. I say, you rent a movie, you get goobers. If Jesus you don't rent a, If you don't rent a movie, you get no goobers. And then, well, there goes your profit margin. If, if you rent one movie, you get one box of goobers. If you rent two movies, you get three boxes of goobers. My first act 
as assistant manager. Yeah, but you're not once assistant I manager. Get it, once I get, get it, it will be to fire you. I'm going to get it first. You're, you're giving away it. merchandise. I'm not giving it away. It's 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 incentive to rent. That's what it is. They have incentive to rent when they walk in the building. Yeah, but if Come the selection on, Mike, isn't I'm... that good... What? You know, if somebody walks in here on a Saturday, you know as well as I do that all of the good titles are mostly out of stock. Yeah, that means that you have business if they're out of stock. <sighs> they, they may be out of stock, but then you just have to push them into something else that they may not want. Right, but I can't do that, because do you know how mean that is? If somebody comes in here, and they want to watch fucking Gifted, which is a movie that just came out with, with, you know, Captain America, not as Captain America, and a movie that's probably way better than Captain America. But when somebody wants to see that... Cheap shots. And it's not in stock, what am I supposed to do? Say, okay, why don't you just rent Captain America? We have three Captain America No, you point them in the direction... You point them in the direction of a similar movie. Um, let's see. Ooh, like, um, oh, what the fuck is that movie? Uh, Midnight Special. You've never seen it, so I don't expect you to know what it is. Or Critters. Yeah. Critters. Everybody wants Critters. (laughs) What the fuck? Or Piranha. I can give them Piranha, too. Instead of Captain America? Yeah, why not? (laughs) And then, There's no similarity there. And then, oh, oh, you guys, I gave away, oh, I don't even know if I should tell you this, because it's really not. Wait, what? Gave away? Yeah, I had, yeah, a, I had a, more food. I had a little giveaway last, last week at the store. I called it, um, I called it, um, Michael J's Basket of Goodies. And, and Uh-oh. what I did was I had a piranha calling contest. So I lined up, I got what? about, I got about ten people. I had How the hell did you get 10 people for that bullshit? Because it was a Saturday, and I did it at like 6 or 7 o'clock when more people were coming in the store. So I lined up about 10 people, and I said, you get a basket of candy, plus you get five bags of popcorn. I said, whoever can do the best uh, piranha call. So I basically Jesus. sat there, and I went like down the line, and I... And, you know, whoever could keep it going the longest... And, you know, sound sounded the most like the movie. So what I did was I got the 78 movie, and I put the movie in, and then I let them, like, do it. And then they did it, movie. They did it, movie. And we did the comparison back and forth. I'll tell you what. There was one person that was better than all the rest, and they got the candy. Was okay. it at least the expired stuff that we were going to throw out anyway? No, that was the shit that came in Friday. You know, the what? day before. Don't you notice the, the rack is empty? There's, like, no more goobers right now. There's no more Wonka bars. There's no more M&Ms. You know, the, the peanut ones and the air ones and the no. pretzel ones. And, yeah. You can't do that. You cannot do that. What about the other nine people? There's okay. bugles. Did, what did they, what did they do? Did they stay or did they leave after oh. the contest was over? Oh, did no. they did you at least... Get them all to rent something. Well, well no, I gave right. them a, I gave them a consolation prize. I said because you guys gave a valiant effort, you each get a free rental. But, but, I made it that it was a general release, not a new release. So, see, I did good. 
Yeah, you did fucking great. So you cost us a lot of money. Well, I don't think it was that much money, really. I mean, how much does the candy really cost us? Like, it's expensive. Candy, listen. Ten oh, cents. It's candy's expensive. Ten cents. Yeah, ten it's, cents. You're crazy. Go back you're to crazy. Father Knows Best Time. They got candy bars for ten cents, or penny candy. Yeah. Penny candy. Yeah. yeah, that shit doesn't exist anymore, Mike. Uh, maybe in my mind it does, because it sure sounded good to me when I tried to rationalize it to myself. No, you can't do it. You know what you do, Mike? Here's what you do. Fucking Let box them... of goobers is like a dollar fifty, you asshole. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, that's, that's the consumer. We get them for like a quarter. No, we don't. A quarter? I you saw, the, in, I saw dollar, the inventory probably. sheets. I think they're like a quarter. You think? Well, then here's what I'll do. I'll go down to Chinatown and the black market, and I'll get some black market goobers. <laughs> How about give nobody candy? Give them like a free kids rental or something. For every regular rental yeah. of a regular movie, mm-hmm. new release, whatever, mm-hmm. let them have a free kids movie because that's inventory that's already in the store. Oh. So you're not going to lose money if they take a movie off the shelf. It's going to come back if you can't give them candy because we pay for the candy. Or not we. I'm not part of the fucking store. See, I'm flashing back to my old days. But <laughs> I, actually, Dave, uh, I implemented that a while ago, but it's not a kids movie. It's just a general release. So if you rent a new movie, you get a general release. With an early return. Yeah, but who the fuck wants a general release? That's what I told him. If you run a new movie, you want a new movie again. You don't want a general movie. Fuck that. Yeah, but people have kids. So, okay, how about if they get a general general release, they get a free kid movie? Because kids are going to pick out some stupid Oh, hell movie. yeah. You know, an old one. An old one. Not, not a brand new kid release movie. Not like the newest Smurfs or something. No. Some old stupid, like an old Charlie Brown or some the shit. The Lost Village. Yes, I have to get that one. I have wanted to watch that. Uh. Or Old Yeller. Who doesn't love Old Yeller? I've I never st- seen it. I still cry at the end of that fucking movie. Never seen That's it. That's horrible. I have it on Blu-ray. I have to place an order of that for the store. No. I belong no, to the Disney Movie Club. I can get all the exclusives at a cheap price for us all. Well, yeah, that's why we got you into that, but... No, I, we don't need that for the store. Since I made my member commitment, I can get titles at like 50 to 60% off if I buy one at regular price. Yeah, but kids nowadays don't want to see fucking old Yeller. How about Pinocchio? You know, Jiminy Cricket teaches us a lesson all about our content. No, they want to see the live-action bullshit. Right. Why do you think Beauty and the Beast did so well? Yeah, and that rents out all the fucking time here, and I can't keep that on the shelf. Exactly. Maybe I should give that away. For the no. next contest that I do. No, no. You want a contest? Yes. Here, here's here's what you do. We'll do a contest for the show. Okay. There you go. See? Okay. Good idea. Okay. John, good one. Here's a simple thing. Simple contest. It's nice and easy, people. If you're listening, go to iTunes. Uh-huh. Rate us. Mm-hmm. I prefer five stars, but I really don't give up. Fuck what you rate us. Oh, he's but here's the, the contest. Here's the contest. Mm-hmm. Actually, you have to give us an actual write up, an actual little review, what and if the it's most one ridiculous word? one, yeah, wins. Well, what do they win? A weekend they with me. Win. It'll be an indecent proposal. What? think somebody has a delivery here. 
Oh yeah, that's my pizza. That, that horn Top. made me jump in my fucking face. No. That's my pizza. I'll be right back. They will get a bunch of brand new Blu-rays. From the store? Or you I have some in my collection. Oh. Interesting. Brand new, still in the shrink wrap. We're talking classics. All Blu-ray. Well, how can they be brand new and classics at the same time? I don't understand. I'm talking like Alien. Oh. Some of the best films on Blu-ray for free. There you go, people. Okay. Nice and easy. There's a fucking contest. And you know what? It's not costing us anything. And you know what? I think I'll donate my Australian Night of the Living Dead Blu-ray that has the remake and the original together. That's a pretty sweet release. <clears throat> okay, Dude. I'm back. Pizza from the boss. Here you go, guys. Nice. I didn't pay for it. Yeah, it's from the boss. There you go. I usually like garlic on my pizza, though, but eh, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like Slimer, and I'll just take No it. garlic. No garlic. All right, all right, all right. Nope, that I can promise you. And I know, no, definitely not garlic. Okay, so... Mike, put the pizza down. I'm trying to be like Slimer and eat the fucking pizza. Will you like allow me? You already look like him. Just wait until you die, then you'll be him. So, can we set our differences aside and continue this? I would like to do that. I'm not going to give you a happy ending, though. Well, I, I hope I've, not. I've decided Last time you tried that. to touch my penis, mentally scarred me a little. Yeah, and it was a little too big for my hands. I was like, wow, they've never seen anything this big before. Yeah, that's that's true. And it's not the first time I've heard that either. Okay. I, I think your mom actually said that too. Okay, let's not try to fuck my mom anymore. That's not fun. Okay, agreed. I will not fuck your mom anymore. Thank God. All right, so... We'll try and move forward. We're going to try and do the homework thing. We'll, we'll try and put some differences aside, okay? You try not to be so out there and just disruptive of the show. And I, I will try and be more fun-loving and, and less hostile towards you. Okay. I think I like the tone of your jib. Okay. Nice. Well. Good or the start. cut of your jib, not tone cut. <laughs> cut of his jib. <laughs> what the fuck is a jib? Fucking I don't know. I've heard it in fucking movies and TV shows for the longest time. Okay. I watch okay. classic TV, fucker. What do you expect me to pick up? So let, let, let's let's We're take a little to break the here, conservatory. Mike. Let's take a little break. We'll, we'll eat the pizza that the the boss. I don't know why you keep calling Tony the boss. Yeah. He's he the boss. Yeah, we'll we'll eat the pizza and then we'll come back for why. You know, honestly, some, I agreed to be here. There's some sticky to white be... topping on my pizza. Is that something special? Is that the boss's special sauce? Shut up! I didn't order that. <laughs> okay, so the whole reason I actually agreed to be here had nothing to do with your fat retarded ass. Not at sorry, all. No. sorry. It was actually for somebody that actually touched me. Not physically, because that'd be wrong uh, and weird. Unless I liked it. Anyway. Cigarettes probably <laughs> touched you. For George Romero. 
It's very sad. So, yeah. See, now okay. he's Let's, fucking so lucky. No, shut he's up. with Donald. Shut up. Shut up. I wish I could be there, too. We're taking a break. It's like a trifecta. Me, play... Donald, and Ramiro. Oh, no. Shut up. We're gonna oh, no. we're gonna play something Romero related. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the pizza. You fucking pig. Finally tonight, remembering filmmaker George Romero, the master of the zombie movie, and a man whose influence in the business went further than many moviegoers realize. Jeffrey Brown has our look. Medical examination of victims' bodies shows conclusively that the killers are eating the flesh of the people they kill. With $100,000 in 1968, George Romero brought the undead back to life in American culture. His Night of the Living Dead became a cult classic and launched a modern zombie industry of soulless ghouls with a taste for human flesh popping up everywhere today. For Romero, his films were about more than just blood and graphic violence. This series of films have been sort of my platform. It's ripe for, for metaphor. And uh, the zombies, to me, have always represented, uh, you know, the people that are, you know, just un- unwilling to stand up. And, 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 you know, there are a lot of living dead in America. Night of the Living Dead, starring an African-American actor, was seen as a kind of social commentary on racism and the paranoid mood of its time. A decade later, Romero's first sequel, Dawn of the Dead, played on the excesses of American consumerism. Roger Ebert dubbed it one of the best horror films ever made, savagely merciless in its satiric view. Romero followed up with many other films, including four more in the Dead series, with varying degrees of box office success. But the zombie world he unleashed took on a massive multi-billion dollar life of its own in blockbuster films like World War Z, video games, and AMC's The Walking Dead. That in turn led Romero to sour a bit on the genre he helped popularize. He spoke on NPR in 2014. It's all of a sudden you can't make a little zombie film anymore. It has to be special effects and big budget, and I'm, not, I'm just not interested in that. Later in life, he shifted to different media, including teaming up with Marvel to publish a comic book series. George Romero died Sunday in Toronto from lung cancer. He was 77 years old. And for more on George Romero and his impact, I'm joined by Justin Chang, film critic for the Los Angeles Times. Welcome to you, Justin. Zombies, who would have thought? What, what explains the impact of those early films? Well, I think when you have a film like Night of the Living Dead, you know, which is, I think, one of the great debut films that any director in or outside the horror genre has ever given us, you know, you have to look at the context. Uh, You know, Vietnam, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination, the the recent assassinations of the Kennedy brothers. It was a time of, obviously, great social unrest, and uh, George Romero found unwittingly or, or not a perfect metaphor for that unrest and I think it was something about the the primitiveness of the filmmaking the very raw technique it was shot on a $114,000 budget which is about $800,000 today still a very small budget and he achieved this kind of a film that was almost like a documentary nightmare and it really captured I think 
a sense of, of rage of, um, and of pointlessness, of kind of senseless, arbitrary killing uh, that was really unsettling for audiences at the time and is still enormously unsettling today. You know, his, his films, of course, largely done on the cheap, but somehow a cult thing grew into a very large cultural phenomenon. He wasn't so crazy as we heard. He wasn't so crazy about what followed. Absolutely. I mean, we, we live in a culture where zombies are proliferating on screens, you know, whether it's World War Z or The Walking Dead, which is still hugely popular, or uh, the remake of Dawn of the Dead about 13 years ago, and, and terrific spoofs like Shaun of the Dead, which I think is one of the few that George Romero has professed to actually liking. So in, in a way, he was, I think, you know, understandably uh, disenchanted with um, the way that Hollywood really mainstreamed uh, the zombie film and the zombie TV show and in some ways sort of took out that edginess, that uh, political subtext that he was so good at putting in there. And, you know, he would, I think he especially resented things like The Walking Dead because it had made it very difficult for him to get his own uh, zombie movies financed on, on, on an independent level. And he was a consummate independent filmmaker and, and something of a Hollywood outsider and skeptic, uh, I think, all his career, which makes his success all the more remarkable. You know, for a lot of people, this stuff goes way too far, right? The graphic violence that's part of our society and that's really part of our entertainment culture. Did, did, did he help create that for better or for worse? I don't think it's entirely fair to lay that at George Romero's doorstep. And I say that as someone who is uh, on the more squeamish side of the spectrum as far as horror movie viewers go. But I think you have to, you know, you have to look at his films, a film like Dawn of the Dead, which is, I think, as great a masterpiece as Night of the Living Dead is. There's always something more going on beneath the violence. If you're just there for the splatter and the viscera, you'll get that. But he gives you, he's always asking you to look a little closer, see what, see what's going on, see who these zombies represent, see who the real monsters are in a way and so I don't I, I don't think it's entirely fair to say that he's responsible for the fetishization and exploitation of violence in our culture he's using it uh, I mean he's exploiting violence in his own way to very brilliant and very provocative ends <laughs> all right and we're back and I don't know what that person was doing in the microphone before that point I think uh, he that's the reaction that he gets when somebody sees his um his um 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 his um schlong penis it sounded like a uh, blair witch project yeah um you know that part oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i still don't understand why i have to wear headphones when i'm sitting right next to you because We're fucking professional here. Come you, on, you're man. You're blowing yeah, man. my fucking eardrums out. Every time you're like... <laughs> fucking... Well, turn your volume down. Yeah, but I can't what do that. fucking then, stupid? You know, I can't... Well, probably, but, you know... Look at that. There you go. Yeah, let's, let's compare IQs. It'll be like comparing penises. Hmm. Oh, I'm unlocking Happy Hell Night for the store of the 88 release, so that's good for us for right now. What? Nobody's gonna hear? Nobody's listening any- oh, wait. Jesus Christ. Oh, I've been recording for, like, the past hour, so yeah, I guess somebody's gonna hear. Yeah. They better be. They better be listening. We gotta get ratings on this motherfucker so I can split. And you can come and, and rent, um, Happy Hell Night, the 88 film's, um, region, formerly region B release, now all region. 
you can pick it up here as of Tuesday. Nice. 88 Film does it right, man. The Slasher Connect collection. Yep. yep. Now, it's, it. on, it's on a BDR, but that's not a problem because anybody's player can play BDRs these days. <sighs> Unless you live in the Stone Ages and you... Oh, wait. PS2 doesn't play Blu-rays. That plays DVDs and this is Blu-ray. All right. But if you have an Xbox One, you will not be able to watch it because Xbox One does not play BDRs. So don't have Xbox move, One. Move on from the illegal activity. But it's not illegal because we're making money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's what my drug dealer used to say, too. <laughs> it's $5 for two nights. Actually, five thirty with tax. $5.30. And if you bring it back early, you get two fifty back. Two dollars and fifty cents no, back. No, no, you get a general release. What the fuck are you No. All no, right, you don't right, get anything right. back. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> if they bring it back in the same day, I'll give them two dollars and fifty cents back. What the if they bring it back like the next day, like let's say they rent it Wednesday, it would be due back Friday. So if they rent it Wednesday and bring it back Wednesday, they'll get two fifty back. If they rent it Wednesday and they bring it back Thursday, they'll get a general release for free. And if they rent it Wednesday and bring it back Friday, they get nothing except for a pat on the back saying, "You um, you return it on time." If they rent it Wednesday, I'm... if they rent it Wednesday and bring it back Saturday, they get a shotgun in their face and they get me to pull the trigger and kill them because they returned it late. Okay, I agree except for the two fifty back. Uh, we're gonna have to talk business off air, yeah, and probably with Tony, because uh, I think I finally got the silver bullet that's putting me back as assistant manager. Tony will approve of anything I say, I'm sure. Yeah, I've also got a little idea to really help boost us over the top, and I've been saving that. So, oh boy, actually two ideas. Oh God. Oh yeah, two ideas. I am going to make fucking press play a mecca. Oh no. Oh no. What are you Not doing? like a religious thing. Okay, thank God. Kind of mecca. But 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 like, I don't I, I'm I don't know which way mecca is fucking to pray. Be. I was going to say I don't know what way mecca is to pray and if I were to, you know, I'm afraid I'd face the wrong way and Allah would like strike me down with his like thunderous lightning bolt. No, those are just suicide bombers. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I always yeah. wondered what they called themselves. Yeah. yeah. See, the more you know, kids. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, past Mike's illegal activity, because that's all Mike. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, why, are, why are we here, Mike? Why, why are we sitting here? Yeah, that's right. I'm putting it on you because you're the one that's kind of been a little iffy with the subject matter. So we're here to remember Romero. George so Romero. start us off, Mike. George Romero. Go ahead, Mike. a brilliant human being. Just just really dive into it, man. Don't hold back. Um, you know, a lot of people know really, him. Just let his... your bitch show. You can okay. cry. Right. I mean, right. imagine right. this is Donald right. Just go, man. Okay. So, 
you know, a lot of people knew him for just Okay, his... this isn't working. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I gave it a shot and all, but you, you, you're not really the front man. I'm sorry. Obviously not. I mean... Which is why, in terms of the skeleton crew, I probably failed. So continue. <clears throat> I still don't know what you're talking about. Those are false memories, man. Oh, you gotta that's let that right. shit the go. alternate reality. Fucking right. It doesn't yeah. exist. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm sure in some piece of shit universe it does, but here? It's not here. Nope. Nope. Okay, good. I can't go back to that reality. Continue. Stop cleaning your microphone. I don't care if you cried into it. Ah. Let it be. Yeah, damn. I mean, shit. I've got, like, (laughs) I've got, like, spit all over and tears and spit and tears. That's a great name for a song. Alright. What about Romero? It's a sad. Yeah, let's 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 go. Okay, so Mike couldn't really take the motivation. He couldn't really run with the ball, but I I remember the day I got the news that he passed. It was uh actually the day of his passing. I was at work and You didn't care, I'm sure. It actually affected me all day and I, I I'm a little surprised. It, it did. It made me sad, and it affected me for the entire day. I mean, let's let's actually just talk about him for a second. He's a visionary. He's a fucking pioneer. I, he's he was such an important part of me realizing that film can be an art, and. Really, a to say Holy that shit. I didn't even realize that he will be missed it is it's almost a, a an understatement because the impact that George had granted as of late it hasn't been the same but he still hit with such an impact that he'll never be forgotten that's for sure it's very sad I mean, when I think of George Romero, I think of the dead films. I think most of us do. He was more than that, but that's that's what he embodied. That's his public persona. That's what people think of. And you know what? He invented the modern zombie. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have The Walking Dead or half this shit out there. We wouldn't have this boogeyman that has so infested our modern consciousness he's the one that created that I remember being a little kid and (laughs) it was actually parent teacher day and my mom going to school to meet my teachers and me sending home watching Dawn of the Dead That's such an influential film. And to me, it's my favorite zombie film. It's amazing. I've seen it multiple times. I've seen multiple different cuts of it. I've even seen it at a drive-in in Pittsburgh. It's amazing. That's great, man. Uh, Mike, what did George mean to you? As I started saying before, before you, uh, you know... I was, I'm was, i sorry, I was just trying to give you some motivation. You're not very good at taking the lead. Obviously not. Um, 
Um, Stop well, smacking your lips together just oh, a little bit, please. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, oh, wait. Um, well, if he had died when I was 10 years old, I would have said, okay, the man who created the zombies has died. And that's all I would have known him for. Because it wasn't until um, my senior year of high school, which was, 19, yeah, 98. What am, I have to think about that, right? But yeah, 98. Um, yeah, that was a long time ago, kids. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, what is it? A friend of mine who was actually my... Because uh, I went to a Catholic high school, so... Um, my religion teacher from, in my junior and senior year actually became a very close friend of me. We're still kind of friends to this day, and it's been uh, 21 years. But anyway, he was like... He must, uh, he must have touched you in all the right ways. You're hilarious, but no, sir. You being a little boy and him being a Catholic. Well, <laughs> you could think so, but, un- you know, no. Whether it be unfortunate or not. <laughs> You almost <said> unfortunately <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, breathe. <laughs> Mike wants the fucking old Catholic man. <laughs> <laughs> We have a little levity in this. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, pull it together. Now you sound like a fucking zombie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Pull it together. Pull it together. Get the old Christian cock out of the mind. It took a little <laughs> bit to catch my breath, but anyway. So, you know, he's big into the, um, the films and all that as well, so... Um, I remember he was telling me about like uh, we. I don't know how we got on the topic of, of Romero but we did and uh, I said yeah I said I know he's made all those like zombie movies and he said well he's done more than that and I'm like really? He, you know because I had no idea um, you know I was you, young you were, I, did you say senior? I was a senior in high school yes You're okay I'm just going to let you go and then I'll criticize you afterwards okay so, um, basically, he had Martin on VHS. Uh, so, I watched it. Because um, we used to go, we would go out, like, the day after Christmas, and we'd go to, like, you know, whatever, see a movie or some shit. And then afterwards, you know, we went and we actually watched the VHS of Martin. And... Was this at his house? Uh, well, this was... Um, at the uh, the place where he was staying, like n- next to the school, there was like a a rectory thing where the priest stayed. So we watched it there. Okay, so so the priest would take you out on little dates after Christmas and then bring you back to his rectory afterwards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what are we getting to here? Shit. Dear hustler, when I was a senior in high school. My teacher used to take me on dates, and then one time he invited me back to his rectory. Oh, God, you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell us about Martin. Can you tell us what happened in the movie? (laughs) Did he use a rosary as anal beads on you during Martin? (laughs) No, this was not the rosary murders. This was Martin. 
Um, and yes, there is a movie called The Rosary Murders with Christopher Reeve and Charles Durning. Um, I have it on Blu-ray. Um, but no, anyway. Of course you do. <laughs> but this was like uh, one of those movies that I was like, wow, because it wasn't your typical vampire movie. And I was like, um, I was into it like ever since. Like uh, That is probably my favorite Romero movie, I think, at this point. That, for me, beats every dead movie he's ever done. Which is why wow. I'm pissed off that we don't have a Blu-ray of it yet. And yeah, you know, that That does... Uh, it brings up a good point, because you and I talked whew, months ago about this. Uh, I, I, I know I've seen Martin. I rented it on VHS from here when I was a kid. But I remember... And you probably rewound that nothing. in a fucking VCR, too. Yes, all, all of them did get that treatment, yes. I really wish your family had money because you treated those tapes so poor. They're yeah, never going to forget thanks, it. Thanks for bringing up my poor upbringing. They're yeah. never going to forget it. Yeah, well, let's just illustrate how, how awesome I am by, yeah, coming from a poor upbringing, now living in a nice, posh apartment overlooking the city driving a dodge charger yeah hmm. you never turned on the fireplace for me and i always had to freeze in your apartment it's fucking summertime of course the air conditioning's on you sound just like my fucking girlfriend it's in, so cold in here in, it's fucking boiling hot outside of course the ac's on we you stupid did, bitch we did <laughs> we did friday the 13th in january last time i checked january wasn't summertime bitch okay I start sweating at above 72. So, yeah, the apartment was 70 degrees. We could you sit Indian style on the floor in front of the fireplace. I, I like it with a little chill in the air. I'm more comfortable that way. I see how you work. <sighs> okay, next time, next time that you come over. No, no, we're not going to do that because you'll hear the fucking fireplace in the background instead of the movie. If we ever do a special from the apartment, I will have the fireplace going for you. Can we make s'mores and toast marshmallows? <sighs> yes, if we can also use Reese's cups instead of just plain chocolate. Eh, I guess we could do that. Can we bring Dave to sit between us? Uh, that'd be up to Dave. Come and sit between hey. us. That's fine. I'm just happy you guys are getting along. So as long as you as long as you two are getting along, I don't mind being there. That that's cool with me. That's that's good. I get some yeah, s'mores. Yeah, okay. True. So Mike, you said that Martin was a pivotal film for you and realizing that that Romero was really an artist. So what about that makes it? such well, just because it lay it on me man. it's not your typical vampire film it's like you can't you watch it and you constantly think okay is he a vampire or is he just crazy or like you know what's really going on here and just the way it was shot and the imagery and it's like wow and then that ending it's like holy shit i don't want to give it away in case people listening have not seen the film i have not I, I, i've been wanting to watch oh it my god I know. I've wanted to watch it forever. I haven't seen. I always blew it off for some reason. Like I said, I don't remember it. I've seen a lot of other stuff, though. You know. 
some of the lesser stuff, but just not Martin. I don't know why. But I will see it. I absolutely will. There's nudity. Uh, I'm okay with some nudity. That's uh, fine. So, yeah. I saw so, Monkey Shines for the first time recently. Actually. That was your so. first time watching Monkey Shines, really? Yeah. I, I never doing... really got through Monkey Shines. Are you fucking it's not drugs? bad. Monkey it's not Shines bad. is brilliant. I've been a fan of that ever since the VHS days. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I I should honestly sit down and give it a fair shot. Um, I've started to watch it on TV a couple times. And don't watch I just it can't on get TV. Behind the drama. Face. Watch it on fucking the Scream Factory Blu-ray. Yeah. All right. I will borrow it from the store here at some point, and I will watch it. There you go. Well, we you, can all agree. You're gonna pay the two fifty for the general release fee. No, I'm just going to take it home and return it. Well, how are we supposed to make money? Back if, up. Well, how are we supposed to make money if you don't? That's a perk of working here. Shut the fuck yeah. up. You've known that. He takes it when you close, and he brings it back when he opens. Exactly. Well, I know he takes it when I close because I bend over and you know. Shut up, Mike. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. Your priest isn't here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I knew you were going to go down that road. Fucking father. Because <laughs> he did. <laughs> Went right down that dirt road, didn't he, Mike? That's right. <laughs> Don't go down that road. <laughs> oh, shit. But oh, we can shame. all agree that Creepshow that's my is jam. an amazing entry. Yeah, that's my Creepshow jam, homie. That's a fucking top ten movie for me, period. So, yes, that's that's my favorite. It, it's hard to say. With, like, You know what's weird about Romero? He probably has four movies in my top 25. In, really? I don't, think, I don't think any other director. Yeah, because Dawn and Day definitely are. Creepshow absolutely is. And I think Night is, is probably right around that, around the 25, you know, in that area where it, it can be possibly put in there. So uh, that, that's saying a lot, really. I mean, uh, my, my other favorite directors don't have that many. That's for damn sure. I mean, Argento's my favorite. And the only movie of his in my top 25 is Suspiria, I would say. And Carpenter has a couple. Halloween, The Thing. Cronenberg? I don't even know if, if, if he has any movie in my top 25. But Not I think he's fly. very... I don't know. It is a 10 out of 10, though. I'll tell you that. It's, it's a fucking The fantastic. Fly is damn good. It just might be. Right, but I'm saying... I mean, That's my top three in Romero. They're all in my top five horror directors. But Romero probably... He has the distinction of having definitely, you know, at least three, at least Creepshow, Dawn, and Day. And, and Night, like I said, it, it, it could be in there, you know? So that's that's pretty fucking, that's amazing, man. It's got that going for uh, it. That's really good. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and Creepshow is just such a, a fun watch because... I want it, my cake. <laughs> it does just remind you so much of the old EC comics. It's so much a throwback to that. It's just entertaining and it's fun. And and I love getting to see the magic that George and Mr. King, because anyone that fucking great Mr. gets King. Mr. Yeah, yeah. Make together. And, and speaking of those two together, All right, Maximum what about the dark half? Brilliant, but... Yeah, the dark half is it, that. That's a good watch too. See, I have the dark half 
it's in the area that I will put monkey shines. I like it. You know, it's really you'd put monkey shines besides like side by side with the dark hat. Watch fucking they're monkey around, shines. You'll see. They're yeah, around I, the same. No, I, I, I will not... have to then because I really like the dark half. I think it's really a, an interesting film. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty crazy. It's uh, it's almost like what he did. Like it's a Stephen King. It's almost in a way like Secret Window was, but you know what I mean. Where it's about a writer and an, an alter ego that's evil. You know. Yeah. But, it's good. I mean, the thing that's the same. Monkey Shine is good. The Dark Half is good. That's why I'm saying I, I put it on that level. It's not like upper echelon. Like, okay, you know, I got the other, you. You know what I'm saying? That That's what I'm saying. I put it there. It's not like top of the line, but shit. Either way. It, it's not know. at the level of survival of the dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything bad about George right now, but I'll say this. I only saw the first half hour of Survival. I own the Blu-ray. I watched the first half hour. I, I took it out for some reason, not because I hated it. I wasn't... I forgot what it was. But maybe I had to go somewhere. Something happened, and I never went back to finish it. But, you know, I, I like Diary, actually. I know a lot of people hate it. I actually need to go back and revisit that. I've not seen it since it came out. Diary and... is a dimension film. I, I need to yeah. revisit that one. Um, I I do like that he continued to work with the dead universe, and how he always had something more to really say behind those films. And and that's what I was getting at before when I said really the artistry behind film, it, because not only were his films hugely entertaining and beautiful to look at, but you could also sit back and think about them. And see that they meant more than what was just on the surface. Yeah, man. And that to me is really what made him such a fucking artist. And I know so many people are clamoring towards him because, you know, not only did he invent the zombies, but he was one of the first, you know, filmmakers to really put uh, a black man in the lead. And so a many people are talking fakers. about that. But to be honest with you, I. I I don't give a shit about that. And that's not saying that I don't give a shit about discrimination or anything like that. It, it's just so commonplace anymore. It does. It's meaningless to me. It's like the first picture with sound. Yes, he was a pioneer. Yeah, he made that call. That's amazing. But he's so much more than that. Ben was He really fan. is. Oh, for sure. And Ben's great. And the thing about Ben is he didn't intentionally put him in there because he was a black man. It's like he said... He goes, he just happened to be the best actor for the role. He didn't sit right. out and say, I want to put a black man in in, in the lead it, it just, be, just you know, to make a political statement. It just happened to be that way because he didn't see that way. He didn't see it as color. He's just like, yeah, this guy happened to be the best guy, so he got the lead. You exactly, know? and that's why I don't give it a lot of credence because right. I'm kind of the same way because right. it doesn't make a difference to me. It doesn't – I don't care who's in it as long as you're good and you fit the part and, you know – God damn, he it's just such a loss to have him not here. Granted, I, I'm I'm not gonna just bash him. But granted, you know, the last couple films haven't been great. But you know what? They're still George Romero films. They were still part of a legacy that is unquestionably one of the best in film. I mean 
God, people are going to talk about him in level of Hitchcock. But you know what? They should. Yeah. I mean, I could see it happening, but I mean, come on. And this isn't a smack to Romero, but I love, I love Hitchcock. I love him. They're different filmmakers. It's different stuff. The thing about Romero is he always had something to say. Exactly. That, which is great. He never went to Hollywood. He remained uh, in, in, in the Pittsburgh area most of his life. Yes. You know, he had filmed movies there. He based movies there. He, It's good. It, it, he always had something to say. Like when I was a kid and I saw Night and Dawn and Day, I loved him for the gore and I loved him because it was zombies. And then when you see it again as an adult and you pick up on, you know, on the social commentary and all of them, you enjoy it on, at an, on an even a different level. And that's what's really cool about George, you know, is that you can see things as an adult that you didn't pick up on when you were a kid. And even Martin, which, I, like I said, I haven't seen, but I know enough about it. You know, uh, this Martin was an outcast, right? Yes. He felt, I don't know, and maybe that's, Maybe George is making statements in there where he's, you know, he's standing, you know, in a different place than other directors are. He had something to say, and he didn't have to do that. Well, he could have sold out, and he didn't. You know what I mean? He could have... Some people thought that Diary was too heavy-handed with its message, and maybe it was. But at least the guy had something to say. He didn't just get out there and get lazy and just say, okay, I'm just going to make a movie... Just to make it, because zombies came back, so I, I yeah. can't shit on it. He still has yeah, shit he, to say. He was a n- never, ever a soulless filmmaker. He he was always a true artist, and that's the thing that I respect most about him. And you know, I will never ever forget George for making me realize, as I said, film can be art. That this is just more than entertainment. This is more than just a babysitter that your parents can throw on so they can do whatever and they don't have to fucking worry about you. You know, this is so much more than that. It, it can be meaningful. George is one of the key players that helped turn me into a cinephile. George is part of the reason why I'm fucking here and press play talking to you out there and the world. Don't fucking start crying now, you little bitch. Mm. Nah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it's a loss. It's it's too bad, you know. It's and, and you know what? You talk about Stephen King, and, and you talk about uh, you know other directors that I've named. Everybody's getting older, man. The uh, Wes Craven's passed away. You know, the, everyone's up there. Uh, it's this is something we're gonna have to face as uh, as fans of this genre. That of the directors we, we've grown up uh, watching their movies and, and listening to their stories, like Stephen King is uh, a storyteller. Uh, these guys, you know, this is we're all getting older. This is something we're gonna have to deal with again and again. And yeah, it sucks. You know, it's it, it. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was actually a little surprised how how it did kind of affect me George's passing and I'm I'm not it's really gonna affect me when Carpenter and King go oh yeah shit 
two of my biggest influences. I mean, I love Carpenter, my favorite director, and and King is my favorite writer. I'm, but for George to go, it, it's it's horrible, and I I think people out there should really just be remembering him and remembering the messages that he put forth, and remembering the kind of man that he was. He was a great man. He was a loyal man. He he stuck to his principles. You know, he he was a pioneer. He put a black man in the lead. People should remember these things. Granted, if you like them because they're gory, gross films, great. But but watch them and realize there's there's messages there. You know, being self-absorbed and just a consumer is not a good thing. You know, coming together and helping one another is a great thing. Just, just so much of our society right now, I, I wish George could make a movie now and, and really just make a social commentary about all this. But I guess I will just have to rely on, uh, in my opinion, the horribly underrated Land of the Dead for that. You know what? Land did do that. And I, I said last last time I was here, I don't like Land, mostly because of the Big Daddy character and because of definitely because of him and some of the shoddy CGI. But it, I agree, though, that there was good statements made in, in Land of the Dead. I should maybe give it another chance, but see if I can look past the shit I don't like at this point. He, you know? you, I think you definitely should, and I, honestly, I would just wait for the, the Scream Factory. But right. I, I was thinking about the, our conversation around that afterwards, and it occurred to me, what if, for Big Daddy, what if you just mentally replaced him with Bub? It, it, the thing is, the, here's the thing. He was far he was far too advanced, and far too advanced, and the only reason Bub was advanced at all was because he had Dr. Frankenstein working with him. Yeah, he was trained to be. Yeah, so that's where it made a little sense. There was training. He had a scientist, you know, working with him day in and day out. You know what I mean? And that's the difference. With Big Daddy, it's not explained. There's just this guy, and he's like ten times the freaking thinking that Bub was capable of. And not just him. The opening credits of that film, you see them playing, like, instruments from what I can remember. I haven't seen it since I saw it. Yeah, that's there. Yeah, that's my only issue is... How he made them evolve in in that way. It and, just and seemed I, too much to me. I I get that, and I, I think that was the point. Though, is so much time has passed that they would begin to evolve. That you know the remnants of their memories would still be there, and then and the activities they used to do. I I, I think I, I get your complaints, but I, I love that film, and uh, I think. I think that's the one I'm going to have to watch tonight to kind of remember George. And and I I think everyone out there should kind of do the same thing. I'm sure a lot of you already have, but just put on one of his films and just, you know, remember. There's so much more to this life than what we see that you should take the time and really just enjoy what you can when you can. And, you know taking this time to actually talk about George and the horrible loss that we've had it's kind of made me reflect back a little bit on some of our conversations earlier and you know I, I, I am you guys so much 
I was going to say I, I'm sorry for kind of the way I've been treating you, Mike, but you know what? I'm not as sorry. <laughs> That's your specialty, man. If you had a superpower, it'd be just to ruin shit. <laughs> it's a test. You're being tested, John. Remember, there's greater things in store for you, I think. Look at it that way. Yeah. All what right. are you crying for? Why? Because John uh, didn't return the, uh, the love? Because I love you both so much. <laughs> You're okay, God. Mike. Jesus, he's serious. He's okay. So, all right. Well, I guess, I guess we're just gonna wrap this up here since we have a blubbering mess that's all emotional. Okay. Last week it was anger. Last week we ended with anger. This week we're ending with sadness. Um. So, here's the thing, people. (laughs) We're back. We're gonna keep going. I hope you all out there remember George with us fondly. Mike's going to do some homework for the next regular episode, but we're getting back on track and we're going to do a commentary. Mike, you want to come over to the apartment? We'll walk. Come on. Pull yourself together. There you go. I'll make you some popcorn, and I'll bring some M&M's. I don't need them together, though. They gotta be separate. Uh, I do prefer them separate, too. Fucking right. Alright. So, with all that being said, later, fuckers.
Come in. Sorry, my gentleman. Sorry, Dr. Webb. Called you and Dr. Green in here this afternoon to discuss the progress of our patient, Nick Red. How mm -hmm. do you feel? Well, I don't think you can release him. He's not ready. Jesus Christ, Jerry! Look at these test results. He is in. He is sane, better than you and me. He's full. We can't you. keep him here any longer. Jesus, we got to get him out. Jesus fucking Christ! No, don't cuss at me. Don't. He's not ready. He's fooling you, Mark. He's fooling you like he's fooled every goddamn person in this place. I'm with him day after day. All he does is stare at the goddamn walls, waiting and waiting and waiting. Waiting for what, Doctor Webb? Waiting for the day that he's released so he can bring back his father. Thorne's been fucking dead for years. There is only one way to bring him back, and Nick is the only one who can do it. That's that's crazy. You just... I want to keep him here, and if you're going to release him, it's going to be on your goddamn conscience. I'm through with you people. Goddamn, you guys are a bunch of pain in the goddamn fucking head. Dick. He's such a dick. I think he's lost it, Dr. Green. I think he's lost it. I think he's a dick.